To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Brian Waddle on the program now, of course, the voice of New Zealand cricket for many a year. Brian, welcome to the program. Great to have you on board. News today, Colin de Grandhome has uh, walked away from his New Zealand contract. Well, he's been given leave of absence, if you will, uh, to take up and start playing um, Big Bash cricket. Hardly a surprise. What are your thoughts around, I suppose, the the bang-bang of the two players we've lost? We've lost Bolt now, and now we've lost Colin de Grandhome. What does this say about the the future of New Zealand cricket when it comes to long-term Form v short form v I suppose the rebel leagues for want of a better phrase. Yeah, it's going to be a difficult time and for New Zealand cricket because many of the New Zealand players under contract don't get the money that the players in Australia, India, South Africa, England get. They they're not on the same contracts. The game is not quite so rich. But once Trent Bolt, of course, was a target for the big leagues and they're pretty lucrative in terms of money and there's more and more of them then the danger was that the same was going to happen. I guess with Colin de Grandhomme, it's got a little bit messy because he's been touted by the Adelaide strikers, I think Jason Gillespie, and um, went about it the, the, the wrong way or didn't follow the, the protocol. You have to have a certificate of leave from your, your contract, and uh, that's what they've obviously been sorting out over the last couple of days. But it comes as no surprise in the end result. The money will be good. Uh, he's 36 years of age. He will be a loss to the New Zealand test side uh, in the short term. But it does open up that wider issue you're talking about of what's going to happen. Who else is going to be a target? And, you know, we look at players like Colin Munro, who's not had a New Zealand contract, and they've been part of the lucrative leagues around the world. Uh, Mitch McClanahan and uh, and others who have uh, been taking part in those. I mean, Jimmy Neesham doesn't have a New Zealand contract uh, and he's been part of the IPL and a number of players in the New Zealand side now, uh, Mitchell, Conway, Williamson, etc., 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 have all been part of the IPL and will they be targeted by these leagues that are you know, offering up towards 700000 800000 a month for playing T20 cricket? Uh, it's going to be, it's gonna be a, a, an issue that New Zealand cricket will have to face. So have they set a precedent by doing this and allowing two players to walk from their contract? Do you think this is alarming for the future? If I say a Glenn Phillips, for example, or another explosive player like that goes, you know what, I don't want to be a black cap anymore. Have they set themselves up for a fall here, Brian? Well, there's always going to be uh, that issue for them, but uh, you know you you can't do much about it. If a player doesn't want to play for you, if you can't afford to pay him what he can get elsewhere, then it goes with the territory, and they will probably face that issue with other players. You've got to then hope that there are players who still believe in the traditional game, still believe in their contracts, and are prepared to stick by them and avoid the temptations of the big money. We heard from Ross Taylor in recent times that there have been uh, many a side overseas who wanted Martin Guptill, and according to him, he's turned down uh, some of the big money that has been on offer to stay for New Zealand in the short-form game. So there is going to be a time when uh, players will be approached, and you mentioned Glenn Phillips. Uh, he's a master of that form of the game, but does he have the desire to play 
Test match cricket and uh, play for New Zealand. And that's a decision the individuals will have to make. Brian Waddle joins the program talking at uh, contracted cricket players with uh, the prevalence of T20 leagues globally. All this do, do you think, Brian, uh, as far as the moves in place to change the contracting system for New Zealand cricket, does it now need to be put up for debate and up for questioning through the New Zealand Cricket Players Association and New Zealand Cricket to work out a way they can future-proof themselves yet keep the players happy? It looks like change is afoot. Well, it might have to be. Yeah, well, I suppose they will have to make some adjustments in the interim. The end result is I'm sure they've been talking about this over a long period of time because you could see it coming. And uh, they've faced this issue in the past. Uh, we understand that uh, the IPL have uh, made money available to New Zealand cricket and uh, the players have been uh, part of the IPL with the approval and the agreement of the New Zealand cricket because in the end result it hasn't impacted on their own competition and their own players being available. Yes, they've arrived a little bit late for England tours and other tours, but they've been able to live with that. Well, now it's happening in the middle of December and January and February, and and it's going to extend further. There's another competition after the um, Caribbean Premier League. They've got, I think, something called the 60, which is set up uh, under the auspices of uh, Chris Gale. There's the league that's being set up in the Emirates, which a number of English players outside their contracts have taken uh, the £350,000, which is basically $700,000, $800,000. And those challenges are going to be there for the players and for the administrators. And unless New Zealand cricket is able to match the money that is being offered for these players, as, say, Australia can, when their players seem to be able to get a million dollars here and a million dollars there, I don't think that money's been available in New Zealand and uh, that uh, is the issue that uh, cricket administrators are going to have to face. So what comes first, the chicken or the egg? I've always liked this debate around in order to get these big contracts, you've got to be proven in the international uh, circus, don't you? And you can set up your stall in international cricket to get that big money. You're not going to get there first. So it still very much has a place in international cricket. It's just for how long for these players they're going to be involved before they walk for the big cash. It might be a case it's not in your mid-30s anymore. It's in your late-20s or your mid-20s after you've had a handful of games for your nation. Yes, but star quality only comes when you've been playing the game for a while. Yes, there are going to be individuals who will develop some of that star quality by the short-form game. I mean, I wonder how many of the players who play in the IPL get the big money. Yes, they probably get paid well, and you've probably never heard of some of those players. Some of them you might hear about in the next uh, couple of weeks because they'll be playing for India A against New Zealand A in that tour that New Zealand are on at the moment. Uh, Star quality and the big money players will be limited, uh, basically because there's only so much they can do. But they can probably, without being available and selected for top-level performance, test matches for their country or international one-dayers and World Cups, can make a good living just filling in the Mumbai Indians or the Calcutta Knight Riders or any other side that has been named. I mean, the thing about these tournaments that are coming up, they're all getting names and associated with the Indian Premier League. That's the name of the team going on in the Emirates. There's going to be a con.
America. They're going to be uh, Indian that uh, are going to have franchises there. That's the way the game is going to be. It's all dominated by the Indian Premier League and the Indian money. And I suppose when you get to a certain stage in your life and somebody makes you an offer, you've got to sit down and think about it. If you can make a big offer and do it for five or six years playing the short-form game with no desire of playing international test matches or one-dayers, then that decision will be one that you have to make. I mean, I look at, at New Zealand at the moment. I mean, who wouldn't want a Daryl Mitchell at the moment? Who wouldn't want a Devin Conway? Uh, you know, and you've had a situation where Jameson was playing in the IPL, but then he opted out of it to get and concentrate on uh, playing for New Zealand in test matches. Now he's injured, and of course he will um, take a while to recover from that. But all those issues are going to come into their thinking, and it's going to be a real challenge for cricket administrators, and particularly uh, New Zealand cricket administrators. They have the issue in England at the moment where they've got this hundred, and they've got the, every other competition going on. Uh, the fans are tearing up to watch it, but there's also... Uh, a very anti-feeling towards some of these uh, kinds of competitions. Um, and, you know, <laughs> you, you've got to look at it and say, well, if the fans are turning up, they're paying their money and generating revenue, yeah, it's a good idea. You just wonder who's actually benefiting from the revenue. And that in itself is probably dragging money away from the game as well. It's, it's a challenge that the ICC and New Zealand Cricket and all the other bodies are going to have to face up to. And on that note, Brian, we thank you, as always, for your time and your expertise. Look after yourself. We'll catch up again soon, I'm sure. Thanks, Darcy. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.